Hello and welcome to Holistic Mental Health and Healing with Dr. Tyler Woods, Ph.D. Please remember this show does not diagnose illness or prescribe treatments. Please see your primary care physician for such needs. Now let's take the holistic journey with Dr. Tyler Woods. Hi, this is Tyler Woods and welcome to Holistic Mental Health. You know, I've taken a break from this podcast for actually a year, maybe a little more, as I was uh, busy setting up different uh, radio shows and podcasts and finishing off a book. I am back and I'm excited. Today, to get us going, I want to talk about something that's very important, and that's about depression and anxiety and the three pillars that help keep us strong during those times. Now, keep in mind, depression and anxiety affects our entire being. It affects how we feel, how we behave, and how we believe, and it has physical symptoms. Otherwise, you could say it affects the mind, the body, and the spirit. And it can feel like fear. Sometimes when we're in a state of fear, we're afraid of something, but we don't know what it is. And the causes can cause us anxiety, and we begin to feel helpless, and therefore depression and anxiety take over. Now, the problem is many people suffer depression and anxiety, and they're afraid to get help because they think they might be judged. They think they'll instantly be put on medication. And a lot of people get that depression and anxiety is a whole body illness. It involves the mind, the body, and the spirit. It is not a weakness of character, nor does it mean that a person is inadequate. If you see the correct person and they explain to you what it really is about, they'll offer you alternatives to treat your depression and anxiety. So if you see somebody and the first thing they do is throw you on medication, go elsewhere. Make sure you can get somebody who will work with you more on an integrative approach. Many counselors, holistic practitioners, and naturopaths will help you make the decision. There are many options in treating depression and anxiety. What I think modern doctors forget about is, and psychiatrists especially, forget that The mind and the body and the spirit doesn't allow us to stand alone with depression and anxiety. It has us stand on three solid pillars. The first pillar is the thought process, which is a product of our mind. The second pillar is the physical aspect, which is about our health and the existence which our body is working And finally, the third pillar is the spiritual pillar, which is about our life force. Now, if these three forces don't work together, then we can't conquer depression. So let's get to know the pillars and what we can do. As I stated, the first pillar is the mind. 
And depression and anxiety can have many components, and it can be environmental, chemical, hereditary, situational, induced by trauma, or can be caused by physical illness or pain. Now, there's a variety of reasons people suffer from depression. There can be such a variety that it's impossible to list it, but what we know is it affects the mind. Therefore, the mind can be a great defense against depression. It reminds me what the Buddha says. And he says, all that we are is the result of what we have thought. The mind is everything. And what we think we become. That is the strongest thing I can think of when it comes down to depression and anxiety. And with that in mind, we need to realize we really do become what we think. So it's important to stay positive. Did you know that it's impossible? I mean, absolutely impossible to look at the past or the future and not be in the present moment. So it's important to stay in the now. Stay present. Think about it. You want a tip for reducing depression and anxiety? Just stay focused right now. Because the future, we don't know. It hasn't happened. In the past, we can't change. Be present. The other thing you can do is master your thoughts. The first thing you need to keep in mind is, what are you feeding your mind? You know, you want to become the master of your own thoughts. That's right. Your ability or your inability to control what you think strengthens your depression and anxiety. So if you're depressed and you're like, I'm no good, I'm worthless, you're going to feel that. Depression and anxiety can gain momentum when you offer it negative thoughts. So why not offer it more positive thoughts? Now that may involve change. So you have to be willing to change because if you're a negative thinker, it's not easy to change. However, if you're willing to change, you can make changes slowly and do whatever it takes to change your lifestyle and your thinking. Is your job making you depressed? Find a new one. I know it's easier said than done. Are your friends upsetting you? Get new friends. It's easier said than done. I get it. it but if you go slow and start putting these applications out, you will be willing to make the changes. Okay, that's the mind. Let's go to the body. And that's the second pillar. And this is about... Um, it's about several things. It's about eating and sleeping and getting plenty of fluids. But um, when I was in college to get my Ph.D. in holistic health, um, the instructor always said, number one, we are what we eat. And you've heard it over and over. And there's so much data um, that says that food affects mood. And it's hard to believe that if you're feeling low and anxious, Stuffing an avocado with tuna just might help you feel a little better or just going for a walk. I think one helpful, less known way to heal depression is our food intake. 
there's a strong connection between the brain and the gut. And research has shown approximately 95%. Please hear that. 95% of serotonin is produced within your gastrointestinal tract. Serotonin, Serotonin is a neurotransmitter, and it helps us regulate our mood and behavior. And another common biochemical finding of nutrition and depression and anxiety is high cortisol levels. Now, cortisol has many functions, including its ability to rewire the brain and breaking down lean mass. For instance, when your blood sugar drops, your cortisol level goes up and your serotonin levels go down. This is the perfect storm for depression and anxiety. And don't forget, the brain is very sensitive and can detect a small amount of sugar in the blood. This means your moods and emotions can change with every single meal. Now, one other thing is movement. Movement releases the feel-good endorphins. It gets your mind off worry so you can get away from the cycle of negative thoughts that feed depression and anxiety. So exercise and physical activity can be helpful because, first of all, it may give you a chance to meet or socialize with others, and that helps you take away your mind from yourself. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not a big fan of exercise. I rarely have time. But did you know exercise and physical activity um, can be done in little as 10 to 15 minutes to make a difference? In addition, I want to talk a bit about meditative movement, which has been proven to help. Now, movement meditation is you do it in a meditative state, a shift of consciousness, while doing very simple movements. It's a way of calming the mind and creating awareness while getting that physical activity. You can do things like yoga, qigong, tai chi, even walking can be considered um, helpful and a movement meditation. And uh, I encourage that because that's what I do and it's helpful. And it gets the movement you need to release neurotransmitters and it can help aid in your depression because it really helps with breathing, which is great for anxiety. Okay, let's move to finally the third pillar and that's the spirit. You know, I work with a lot of depression and I find that depression is often a spiritual crisis. A lack of spirituality can contribute to depression. Additionally, those who are confused with spirituality, it can lead to depression and other mental health issues. I know this one firsthand. Spirituality refers to a way of living and being. The term spirituality is a confusing term, and I'll be doing a show shortly about spirituality and depression. But it's usually when one mentions spirituality, the first thing that goes through people's mind is organized religion. And spirituality has nothing, nothing to do with organized religion. Spirituality is referred to as the forgotten dimension of mental health care. It's been described as being where the person meets the universal. 
a sacred realm of human experience, so to speak. And spirituality can help people find meaning and purpose in their lives. It also gives people a sense of belonging. Spirituality begins with your relationship with yourself. It's nurtured by your relationship with others, and it accumulates in a sense of purpose in life. And realizing this, the two best ways to cultivate your spirituality are to improve your self-esteem and to foster relationships with those who make you feel comfortable and who are important to you. Remember that your spirituality is a dynamic process and it's constantly evolving. Your personal definition of spirituality may change with your age and life experiences, but it's always, always, always from the basis of well-being. It helps you maintain a reasonable stress level, and it affirms your purpose in life. Depression and anxiety can be difficult to live with. I get that. And it feels like there's no way out at times. Often you begin to feel alone, but because of the three pillars, the mind, the body, and the spirit, you realize you're never alone because we are multidimensional. No one thing is the right answer for depression and anxiety. It must be a combination. Remember the three pillars of depression and anxiety, and that is to treat the mind, the body, and the spirit. For now, this is Tyler Wood saying, walk in peace.